Welcome back to the Heretics Club, you guys. I am not even going to bore you with anything I have to say. I'm going to let you jump right back into my amazing conversation with Miranda Furman. Enjoy. That idea of like, I just, I think that to me has been the most harmful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that idea that we could, um, that we need to stay away from each other. Mm-hmm. Where we need to be, and here, here I am. I'm an introvert. Like I'm not trying to be around the people. <laughs> the humans, the thing, and I, I'm just like uh-huh. I can't handle a lot of humaning. Like it's yeah. just not. But at the same, like it's it's different to like say, oh, I just you know I like myself. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of want to hang out with me, and I hang out with other humans later, mm-hmm. right? I think that's different. Well, and when I hang out with humans, right? I don't. There's no time for all the fake stuff and the and the and the making myself feel better by talking about other humans that aren't in yeah, the room. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I don't do the other things that those humans mm-hmm. do, and I I think that is. I think that's so important that the that mm-hmm. the the ways we decide to connect and the ways that we decide to disconnect. Right. are based upon knowing that we're okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'll be okay if I just go rest, so I'm going to go rest. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Like, one of the, one of my signs, I've told people one of my signs, when I start worrying about what other people are doing, it's like that, that little kid's like, worry about yourself. Um, <laughs> I'm like, ooh, B, you need to get you some business. Like, what's going on with you? Mm-hmm. Like, ooh. Like, you're real worried about how they're going to get through this, what they're going to get through, yes. what they have. Like, ooh, you need to go get you some business. Go sit down, girl. Like, figure, like mm-hmm. you are way too in somebody else's business. Mm-hmm. Way too worried about whether or not what they're doing is going to work for them mm-hmm. or not going to work. Like, none of that. You are not there on the day they were created. Mm-hmm. You're not there on the day they were born. And then now that I have a tiny human, I was like, I was there on the day that... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, actually, I was, but then they remind you every day. You still don't know me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am a mystery to you. I am a mystery to you. You will never have me figured out, right? And how <laughs> much more so if that is the case with a tiny little human being that came out of our bodies than you? Right. Yeah. I think that's been the that's been the thing. This is, might be a little segue or not segue, a little uh, rabbit trail. Um, that's been the thing that Kyle and I have had to learn in our marriage you know someone a spiritual leader in our lives uh several years ago that got a lot of things wrong got one thing very right and he said I had to learn to love my wife when I married her I had to relearn how to love her when she became a mother I had to relearn how to love her when she became a grandmother and Mm -hmm. lots of other life things that we went through we had to get to know each other again Mm -hmm. and that has been us giving each other the permission to evolve as humans Mm -hmm. and uh, continue to change and to admit like we don't actually know each other know each other right mm-hmm. like we can't we like it's not possible, possible. and it's that's not... okay yeah right and just like Kyle can do something that to me looks insane and I mm-hmm. and vice versa and it's he'll be okay and I'll be okay, okay. and yeah. us like that's been the the it's given us so much freedom and we don't we do not have it figured out we're mm-hmm. still figuring it out. But it's given us this freedom and this way to step out of codependency. Mm, mm-hmm. And like, oh, mm-hmm. you'll you'll be okay. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think it's, I, and I don't think that's a rabbit trail at all because I think that is, um, 
that's the message I've been trying to share over this past year mm-hmm. is like, what if we fundamentally just at our core believe that we were okay mm-hmm. and yeah. treated people like they were okay? Mm-hmm. How, how would we connect with each other? How would that shift our lives? Mm-hmm. How would that make us more powerful? How, you know, how would that increase our joy? How would that increase our power to be angry righteously mm-hmm. and say, hey, no, 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 no. I'm really okay. Yeah. So if I'm feeling this way when I'm around you or when you do this thing, mm-hmm. that means this thing was the, you know, because so much of my life people are like, well, you know, you just see a fight everywhere. And so mm-hmm. I just think, I, I don't think you're really upset with, it. no, you are doing some shit like mm-hmm. no this is not okay and you telling right. me that well you know you just broke up with you, you just broke up with so and so so you, no I broke up with so and so because I knew it was time for that relationship to be over or me and so and so are not as close friends as we were anymore because we're at different phases in mm-hmm. our life and I'm not feeling some kind of way about that I'm feeling some kind of way about this thing that you just did right mm-hmm. here and you're deflecting and yes. gaslighting me yeah. to make me feel like maybe something's wrong with me and mm-hmm. so that oh my gosh so I've got to go over here and I've got to figure out what's mine and what's yours mm-hmm. and you know, it's like no yeah that was not okay and you don't have to admit that what you just did yeah there's something <laughs> there is something about people <clears throat> becoming so knowledgeable about psycho no no people thinking that they're becoming so knowledgeable about psychology that we're using like projecting and you know you're just projecting and it's like i okay you know what i'm i'm willing to check in with that but then you have to give me permission to come back and say, actually, actually right, not this time. <laughs> like, there's something we need to do. <laughs> right. Okay, so tell me, during this period of you're moving, mm-hmm. you're joining communities, but not... Not feeling like they were mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. just kind of floating yeah. through communities. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where are you at with God in this whole thing? What is it? Do you still have spiritual practices is the is hearing God's people say these things affecting where you're at spiritually, mm-hmm. or is it just affecting the way that you're seeing like institutional practices? Like, what is what does it all look like for you? So during this it's time? Um, I still have some practices, so I still have things that I'm like I have to find a way to do this, and I have to find a way to do that. Um, one of the things that has always been extremely central to my life and no matter what tradition I was in is communion and so this idea that we connect with something that we can never wrap our heads around Mm -hmm. and realize that God did something for us that we can never truly understand that seems a little bit wonky and mystical Mm -hmm. and crazy (laughs) yeah and let's let's do this anyway. Let's let's openly talk about cannibalism. Uh-huh. Let's, let's just eat some Jesus. Eat some Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Drink his my blood. My flesh, my blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's for you. Feast away. <laughs> oh my god, that is like the spookiest <laughs> thing in the world. Like the fact that but kids you love it. The fact right <laughs> and the fact that kids are just like running screaming. We tell our kids they can't watch like horror movies. Meanwhile, yeah. every Sunday in some places we're talking about <laughs> cannibalism openly. You know, and so but that's one of the one of the and I think that's connected to me 
one of the things I remember about helping my grandmother and my aunt clean the church um, is getting to make the communion trays. Mm -hmm. And the idea that there are very few covenants and commitments that we willingly allow other people to be a part of. Hmm. People are really closed about their marriages, and they should be. And people are really private about births. I mean, there's body parts hanging out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So birth, death, mm-hmm. you know, there's not a lot of people involved in, like, the ceremony of preparing a body for that, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But communion, somebody pours that juice. Mm-hmm. You know, even those little communion meal things, mm-hmm. like somebody, you know, there's a factory where someone's mother, mm-hmm. you know, someone's grandmother, someone's father is working in that factory, like putting that together and pushing that button on the machine so those are all made. You know, like mm-hmm. there are so many people involved in the rite of communion, mm-hmm. the sacrament, and but it is... And it's so weird and spooky when we think about the story that we're telling mm-hmm. around it. But it reminds us that, like, it doesn't matter how many people are involved. And it doesn't matter what this, you know, mm-hmm. whether or not we comprehend the story. Yeah. When you sit with something and you can feel it with all of you and you find some tangible way to connect with it. Mm-hmm. Like, that to me... And so that's been like a consistent practice, making sure Mm -hmm. I find a Eucharist service or a communion service somewhere. I have walked in, like I have seen signs to churches I don't even go to be like, oh, on Tuesdays they do communion. Okay, (laughs) we're going there. Um, Just making sure, I've always tried to make sure um, that I do that. So sometimes I've taken communion at a Catholic church. Sometimes I've taken communion at an Episcopal church Mm -hmm. just to like make sure that I get, like I need communion in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but then from that, realizing that if I sit and pray and connect in some way, the urges that I have to do things to ground me, then are practices. Mm-hmm. Um, so yoga has been a practice and mm-hmm. like tuning into my body and what is my body doing? Like if this is the one thing I know for sure God gave me. Yeah. Like my emotions, my personality, even my powerful spirit. <laughs> want to change things I think God gave me those things but those are all interpretations Mm -hmm. and based on stories that someone told me about myself and the other story and the way I interpreted that story right Mm -hmm. but my body I like we know like this whole biological thing had to have been created in some way and even if you take into account the idea of physics and chemistry and biology Mm -hmm. there still had to be a maestro and orchestrator Mm -hmm. and so tuning into finding and most times it's been yoga um I also used to be a runner and mm-hmm. my chiropractor told me I needed to stop and I refused to stop and then I started having knee and hip and ankle problems and I realized oh this whole thing about being able to walk is <laughs> I need I need important. those things I need right. those things um and so there's always been some sort of physical Mm-hmm. ritual or practice that I've used to like come into my body and just be physically aware that like whoa god like you've made sure I can show up for myself mm-hmm. um I gotta take care of myself mm-hmm. like you know that kind of thing so communion some sort of physical practice and then prayer and writing mm-hmm. have always been some and all of those things were consistent mm-hmm. even during the period where you were kind of like can't really find where yes. I fit in. Yes, yeah, so I can remember, <clears throat> so this is a, also a spooky practice. I did not have it. 
So I grew up very Orthodox. Ended up, by the time I got to my doctoral program, when I was 25. Mm-hmm. When I was 25, I was going to a very charismatic church. So I was in, I was a member and deeply embedded in a Church of God in Christ community. So now... <laughs> oh, I haven't, I haven't heard of that. <laughs> so it's basically church an offshoot of, 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 of Pentecostal, Pentecostalism. So it's okay. extremely, extremely charismatic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's this understanding in the Pentecostal church and in the Church of God in Christ about um, um, tons of teaching and understanding the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so all of that that my family had given me about understanding that God still works on the earth that it's mm-hmm. not these old stories begin to connect with this doctrine of mm-hmm. the holy spirit and giving name that in the trinity okay so if god is the one that's sort of in charge of all the thing jesus came at a certain point and had a certain purpose but this thing that's still moving in the earth and still helping us that's the holy spirit mm-hmm. um and understanding that and 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 understanding the work of the holy spirit and getting teachings about the holy spirit there's also this idea of praying in the spirit right and so so this is accidentally mm-hmm all of my interviews so far have been people from a charismatic background. This is so interesting. Can I tell you, I probably, if it weren't for charismatic traditions, mm-hmm. despite also being some of the most restrictive mm-hmm. and like legalistic, under- legalistic right. um, if it weren't for the charismatic traditions, I probably would have walked away from God. And charismatic okay. traditions introducing me to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and ha- and like how the Holy Spirit can work with us and this mm-hmm. idea of praying in the spirit, spirit and utterance when I had no idea what else to do. When mm-hmm. I was like, God, I am so jacked up mm-hmm. and life is so full of shit and I don't even know what you could want in this situation. I don't know what I could do in this situation. My connection with charismatic people traditions gave me the ability to pray in the spirit Mm. and so when i when i and even until very recently you know we met during a very transformative portion of my life i couldn't trust myself Mm -hmm. and so it's like i can't pray the way that i've always prayed like i grew up in a church where they would tell the kids to sit they would invite us to sit and i would we would pray Mm -hmm. like i can remember praying for veterans on Veterans Day because mm-hmm. it's always on a Monday and our prayer meetings were always on a Monday. Like I can remember, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I can remember my prayers, like people saying, young lady, you, you, you've you got some powerful prayers. Like mm. you really feel the heart of people. Like I can remember that from a young age, like yeah. elders in the church and women aren't even supposed to be praying or preaching, right? right? Telling me that. And there have been times in my life where I have been so underwater and so overwhelmed that couldn't connect with that I didn't Mm -hmm. know how to connect with that if I and even if I was thinking of words I was like God I don't know if that's the right thing to pray because I don't trust myself because I got myself into the situation Mm -hmm. and so now I'm going to pray myself out of it that doesn't make any sense that's not how this works logically right and so praying in the spirit allowed me was a practice that allowed me to connect Mm -hmm. and say I did not speak these actual words so if this thing that's this happening that seems to connect with my heart is happening, mm-hmm. that's the way forward. Mm. I didn't create this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't create it. I didn't right. orchestrate it. I didn't manipulate God. You just gave God. permission. I just gave permission. Yeah. Right? Um, 
because that's also a thing that comes with charismatic traditions. Mm-hmm. Like people are so like, oh, there's just man- emotional manipulation mm-hmm. going on. Um, and so I was like, okay, God, like I don't want to emotionally ma- manipulate you. I don't want to say, I'll do this. I'll trade you for this, for this, right? right? Um, and so I can tell you my prayer, what those practices and rituals looked like mm-hmm. throughout my life and my journey mm-hmm. have shifted and changed. Sometimes I took communion every Sunday. Sometimes I took communion on Sundays and on Wednesdays. Sometimes I took communion every time I had confession because I was in a community where there was a Catholic church. Sometimes I took communion once a quarter or there were some years where it was only on high holidays because that was the only time that faith community Mm -hmm. did it. Easter and Christmas, you know, and that kind of thing. But it's always been there. Prayer. Sometimes it was in the spirit. Sometimes it was in a prayer journal. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was in prayer service. You know what I mean? Right. But it's all consistent. It's always, it's always been something that I leaned on, you know, different, you know, we always put clothes on our bodies. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just a t-shirt. Right. Sometimes it's a sweatshirt. Sometimes we hide our entire, I have these sweatshirt dresses that have like hoods on them. Oh, what? Hoods and pockets. I'm going to have to have a, you're going to have to send me a link to that. Yes. I need that in my life. Right. And my husband right now is like, oh God, (laughs) sweatshirt dress <laughs> they make them and they are lovely um but you know what i mean and so i think one of the hang-ups even me capricorn i'm also a three so it's like this is what we do on the enneagram we do this, on the enneagram i'm a three this is what we do and so um let's script this performance and we do the same thing every time and there's a mm-hmm. recipe and let's follow the rule like so much but i've had to let go of the fact of like Yoga today means I lay on my mat. Mm-hmm. Prayer in this moment literally just means me saying, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like there was a season in my life where I'd be like, Jesus. <laughs> you know, and someone looking at me, it's like, I'm not calling his name in vain. Like I literally need him to show up right uh-huh. now. <laughs> <laughs> like that is a prayer. It sounds like I'm using Jesus as a cuss word, but I am not. This Are you is... familiar with, um, Anne Lamott has a beautiful book called Help. Thanks. Wow. She says those are the three prayers that we need. Oh my gosh. I need to read that because that has been my life. It's so good. Mm -hmm. It's really, really good. But it really is sometimes of just saying, Mm -hmm. ugh. Mm -hmm. Help. Help. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, as I was wrapping up sort of the last season of like crazy transformation and like God just showing me him and showing me myself, I started, I started um, a podcast that was called Sacred Space. And basically, it was just to help me get deep down in my soul. Like, I knew certain things, but it's like the practice, the homework of it, like, to where Mm -hmm. you, like, know it, know it, to share in a very public way this idea that, like, whatever you can do that you know is the thing that you need to do is okay. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. with our babies. Like, we want them to use their polite words, and we want them to be, Mm -hmm. you know careful of their emotions but sometimes sometimes we make them say please mama and sometimes they just say up Mm -hmm. and we pick them up right and that's enough and we wait until another time Mm -hmm. when they're not so overwhelmed to say can you use your words can you say up please Mm -hmm. can we walk right now do you know right um and so it's always been communion it's all it's almost always for all of my adult life but even if I just say something physical, if I go back, it's been my entire life. Mm-hmm. Something physical. So prayer, 
communion, physically getting into my body, um, those have been the consistent ways that no matter what God was doing in my life, um, whether I was deeply in community, not in community, floating around various communities, Mm -hmm. getting into my body with running or yoga, prayer of some sort, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and sometimes the running was, I ran from the stop sign to back to my house. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, In Texas heat, sometimes the running was like from my front door to the mailbox because it's mm-hmm. just, you know, it was like, too never much. mind. Right? Sometimes the yoga is just looking at the mat. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just getting on the mat. Sometimes it has been, when I was nursing, it was like, God, I'd love to get on the mat. Mm-hmm. And and acknowledging it enough days to where as soon as there was an opportunity, I took it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, Prayer the same way. Like, sometimes it's been like, ooh, I'm fasting and I'm praying and I'm signed up for this hour and I'm going to watch this thing and I'm going to pray in this way. And sometimes it's been beautiful prayers written out in a journal. Um, the season that I was pregnant, there was so much, my marriage began to fall apart when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can only imagine like how terrifying mm-hmm. that is. I wrote my prayers out. Um, and also like so much was changing in the world while I was pregnant. I was figuring out I was having a boy and so much was going on with little black boys at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, huh? Um, I wrote my prayers out longhand because mm-hmm. I would just start weeping if I didn't have something to concentrate on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually ended up publishing those about a year after my son oh, really? was born. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, <laughs> they're called uh, A Mother's Prayers, uh, basically smashing patriarchy at its roots because I was just like, we can't. At that time, we were having, he was born in 2015. Mm-hmm. So we were beginning to see the crisis in leadership that we're experiencing right now. Yeah, um, We were definitely seeing um, the debate on which lives were valuable mm-hmm. that we're in the, still deeply in the midst of. Yeah. right now and I was just like God you know coming from my background of sociology mm-hmm. when I'd come to reckon with we create these people yes. that have the, these ideas and do these things how can we create different people mm-hmm. like how can like how um, and so me seeking God in that and praying for those things and studying the fruit of the spirit trying to figure out like how do we bear more of this fruit mm-hmm. um, and so yeah so I published that book about a year after he was born um, and so it's looked very different. And then I can tell you in the midst of like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? Um, or in the midst of like, so this marriage really falling apart. This is the love of my life. Like, you know, in the midst of just absolute craziness, just not knowing what to pray and being mm-hmm. able to lean on charismatic traditions of praying in the spirit and seeing God and like, Oh, I know you had to have done that. Cause that is not what I would, mm-hmm. <laughs> would have done. That is not what I, the concept, the natural consequences of what I just got through doing is not that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it has looked different. Um, and so the, the book that I'm working on now is talking about some of those practices and talking about how they look different. And so mm-hmm. it's called Sacred Space, which is what the podcast was. Nice. Um, and the subtitle is The Life That You Want Inside the Life That You Have. 
Oh, I love that. Um, because as a church mouse, I was like, I need to be going to a prayer meeting. I need to be going to a this. I need to be doing this. And mm-hmm. I need, do you know, like all of those restrictions and traditions and rules start mm-hmm. to bubble up in you and you feel like you have to do these things mm-hmm. in order for your life to be okay. Mm-hmm. And then I had a life where I was doing those things and driving everyone crazy and my life still fell apart. Mm-hmm. And so just realizing, oh, so there's really no control over this. Yeah. Yep. So how yeah. can I still like love God and have joy and not hate people and not <laughs> in the midst of all of yeah. this? So and you know, I just keep reiterating the same thing. It technically, if you make me list them, looks like the same thing. But mm-hmm. it has rarely has there been a day that prayer looks the same. Mm-hmm. Rarely has there been a day that physically getting into my body looked the same. Um, the struggle of me nursing was me realizing that that was physically getting into my body. Mm. To be present while my child, child was eating. To feel when my milk let down. Mm-hmm. Like those were physically getting into my body. Mm-hmm. And like if I did nothing else physical mm-hmm. during that time. If I wasn't doing mommy and me workout, right? you know, at the park, if I wasn't, you know, if I wasn't mm-hmm. doing mommy and me yoga, if I wasn't like, I'm going to take my me time and like trying to go run, you know, mm-hmm. like there's still a physical way to get into my body mm-hmm. that fits. Yeah, into nursing the, can be very grounding if you let it be. That, you know, gets yes. into that, that rhythm and still mm-hmm. gets the, and like so. Like mothering in general. In general. Parenting can be very grounding Grounding. and physical, but you have to be willing to let it be that. And I have fought it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Saying that, oh, I need to get into a physical practice. And it's Mm -hmm. like, your child Mm -hmm. is climbing things at five months. I have never Keeping him alive is physical. (laughs) Right. I've never been in better shape than after Genevieve was born. I had a two and a half year old and and an infant. And people were like, oh my God, your arms look amazing. What are you doing? And I was like lifting humans, humans all day, all day. <laughs> holding them lifting, lifting them putting them down, down kicking them over up. and over and over again. reps like That's a million reps doing. i actually had my doctor during that season when montgomery was itty bitty so i was having like some blood pressure issues and things like that and she was like you physically look good and she goes and you're actually going to have to like like go get a trainer like push yourself because because you're having to keep up with the kid, like your heart rate, your aerobic, like your level of fitness mm-hmm. is so high mm-hmm. that the amount of work it's going to take <laughs> to get you day. healthy, <laughs> right? Fitness is not health. Yes. And so yes. she was like, the amount of work that you're going to have to do to get your heart rate up above even that so mm-hmm. that it, and I was like, so what you're saying is... <laughs> I look good, but I still. I wish go you guys out. could see Brandon's face right now. <laughs> I like, was. I kind of think I might cry right now. I was so confused. Very rude, doctor. <laughs> Very rude. So yeah, so I just want to release us into that freedom yeah, of yeah. realizing that even if, even when we find out those things that have always worked for us. Mm-hmm. Part of how we're going to uncover them is realizing they're not going to always look the same. Right. Yes. Yes. Not just like, oh, we've accepted the fact Amanda and Miranda's things are not going to look the same. But Amanda's things when mm-hmm. she was nursing Jenny versus when she was nursing Sav are yes. not going to look the same. Right. Amanda's things when she wasn't nursing anyone. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, yeah. are, 
they're just they're gonna look different Mm -hmm. they're they're going to and we need to be okay with that Mm -hmm. yeah that's a spiritual practice every day waking up and saying okay what does it look like today right what is this what are we doing today god (laughs) okay so tell me where are you at now oh my goodness I'm in, I'm in this season of like, are you sure God? Is that you? Um, like Margaret, uh-huh. <laughs> like Judy Blooms, like, are you there, God? It's like, mm-hmm. are you sure, God? Mm-hmm. Um, and just, oh, so much. It's not doubt, but it's disbelief. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, okay. Close your mouth, Miranda. Um, like, yes, you did actually F up that bad. Or, yes, like, someone is really inviting you into, you know, some of the work of your dreams. Like, wow, and across the whole spectrum. And just um, learning how to steady myself. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my gosh, especially when you have little humans in your life. Mm-hmm. So many emotions all day. Yes. And if you follow all the emotions. You got you can't get on that roller coaster. You can't. You cannot. Mm-mm. There needs to be an attendant for the roller coaster. You are the attendant. Right? Mm-hmm. And then for me, um, I don't know how I'm going to convince the world of this. I don't even exactly know how it works. Um, but our family, going through the transition of my marriage dissolving and us expanding our family in the way that we have in its operations, I... I am going, I think everyone needs 50-50 custody. Girl, I walked last year, walked with a friend through, it wasn't a divorce, but a a very Mm -hmm. major breakup. They had a child. And walking through that process with her, I said, I think I'm going to write a book called Divorce for Married People. Because here's, and here's my thing. And not that there aren't challenges and things to overcome when you're, parenting from two separate households mm-hmm. and your operations have expanded in that way but we are willing to babysit and show up for married families for a date night but if y'all said y'all wanted to go do something separately we'd be like uh i don't know <laughs> do you know what i mean uh-huh. but there is no there's a difference between sacrifice and generosity and when we give out of sacrifice we're giving from a place where we don't have enough mm-hmm. but when we like if we gave married people quote unquote 50/50 custody and gave mm. you all the ability to recover from parenting in life mm. before you engaged one another, you would engage each other with love. Mm-hmm. And if we gave you all a break from parenting mm-hmm. before you had to jump headfirst into parenting again, like my breaks away from my child make me a better parent. Mm-hmm. Plus, mm-hmm. it takes me, like, we swap days Monday, it takes me till Thursday to recover. Like, <laughs> yeah. If I'm just honest, like, I look up, like, oh, my God, between, like, I try not to tell him that cleaning up is more important to him. Like, what we can get done together. He loves to wash dishes. He loves to, you know what I mean? Like, and so it's not that I am just let all things go. But sometimes things are more important, right? And helping him regulate his emotions Mm -hmm. is a high priority. So if we spend two hours doing that after school and then we've got to eat and then we've got to get in bed on time, that means we probably did not pick up our toys. That means the bathroom probably looks a mess. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But he's not a mess and I'm not a mess. And so like after you intensely parent like that, you need, you need to come down off that 
Mm-hmm. And then you can say, oh, I need to do some yoga. Mm-hmm. And then you do some, and then you're operating from full again. You're like, let me go get my kid. But that's not how we do families and parenting. Mm-hmm. Like married folks don't really get a break. As a matter of fact, I mm-hmm. think we push everyone to get married so that we don't have to take care of y'all. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, y'all take care of me. Y'all got each other. <laughs> Everybody get married so that no, so that we're not responsible for all these people. Yeah. I mean, and not, I, but I think there's something under that because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, y'all have each other now. It's mm-hmm. like, I can go over here and do this I thing. Just, I've been saying this to everyone that I have talked to in the last, like, two weeks because I heard someone articulate something that just, like, it was so validating in how tired I am mm-hmm. that we, <clears throat> the 40-hour work week was created for a man who had a wife at home that was doing all of the the child care, all of the cleaning, mm-hmm. all of the cooking. And that was her primary job. That was her work. And now we're both trying to work and do all of these things. You know, I'm in graduate school and working and trying to volunteer. Everyone my apparently needs a wife. The yes, reason why there yes. are more girls <laughs> born than boys is because apparently everyone needs a wife. Or we all just need to get free of this bullshit. Yes. yes. So yeah. we can either oppress mm-hmm. more women and make them wives like so that even married couple have a wife just have a hand or we could just just have a hand we could just all just have a handmaid or we can just all get free yes yeah i think i like us all getting free better yeah Yeah, i like it um but yeah yeah no okay i could have this conversation with you we're gonna have to do another Another. we're gonna have to start our own podcast about the bullshit of the patriarchy (laughs) it's gonna be called fuck the patriarchy right Basically. We're going along, you know, we got to keep mm-hmm. the theme of, like, offensive podcast uh, yes, titles, yes. titles, right? Yeah, we need yeah, to... yeah, yeah. But for now, tell me, spiritually, you mm-hmm. and God, where are you at now? Because you are yeah. in the process. So God is basically, so I am in the process of um, becoming ordained Yes. Um, in the United Methodist Church as an elder. Um, so full rights to, like, marry people and serve communion just like all of the church mousy mm-hmm. things i'm so excited <laughs> um but god had to trick me okay. he basically tricked me i said yes to doing sociology stuff and doing a focus group and then i said yes to helping like do more focus groups and then my friend was like i need to find you some money you're doing a lot of work and i said oh yeah sure fine no one ever finds money for that kind of work i was just like yeah whatever fine and then he found money and then okay. the money that he found was for the alternative pathway to ordination. Cause I basically went from, I was like, God, I'm not, I'm like, I can just be a super volunteer. Like, it's fine. Okay, God, like whatever, I'll do whatever, but I'm not going back to school. Okay, God, I'll go back to school, but I'm not paying for it. Um, and God just laughing, ha 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 ha. Um, and so the alternative pathway to ordination um, that exists through the Methodist conference um, will limit the amount of school that I have to go back to. Cause girl, I got three degrees. Mm-hmm. I'm still paying Sally Mae. Mm-hmm. Like I ain't, tr- I was not trying to go back to school. Um, it'll help me pay for the classes that I do have to go back to school for. Um, and it puts me in a community with amazing people, um, to talk about all the crazy ways that God shows up in people's lives, mm-hmm. um, and how we can be there for them and support them and let them know. Yeah, that's probably God. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, oh my God, that's not God. You need mm-hmm. to, you know be inclusive and inviting and so that's where I am now like and like in my like so moving from God is just like this personal experience in my life um to a vocation like I'm actually going to be working for God oh my God 
that's a, that's crazy. Um, but then our my personal life with God just becoming also more free because I'm just like, are you like literally laughed out loud when I realized what was happening. Um, when it was like, oh, so here's this money to help you with this, all this work that you've been You're doing. You're gonna become a minister. You're gonna become a minister. <laughs> and then I still it still didn't click for me because I was just like, oh. Well, I'll just be helping the church like design these innovative programs. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and then like a couple weeks later, it's like okay, so you officially start on the first of July, and so this comes with fifty percent preaching. What? Uh. <laughs> Rewind that. Um, did you say preaching? Did you say <laughs> preaching? Um, and so, girl, because you know I have no problem with public speaking, but I cuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you need to cuss to get the point across. You do. It's, like, yes. I stopped, intentionally stopped teaching first grade and fifth grade because I was like, okay, God, you gifted me to be a teacher, <laughs> but I need to teach adults because sometimes you need to say things in a certain way to get uh-huh. the point across. Uh-huh. So I was like, so now I'm going to... But God put me in a faith community um, to go through the ordination process whose, uh, like, marketing logo is a poop emoji with, oh like, a halo. God. Because... A poop emoji you will love this a halo. Because... God takes us through shit in our lives mm-hmm. to show us that we can do holy shit. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. And I'm That's like, so perfect. this is this is perfect. Fine, God. Okay, I will do this for you with the community that has a poop emoji. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm. it's just more and more me just laughing mm-hmm. and more and more just me incredulously like, really, God, this is what we're doing right now? Um, but also just more and more realizing how powerful God is mm-hmm. and how little we understand God, mm-hmm. which to me is like, that's the thing. It, even right now, as I just like, it opens your heart up and it connects you with everything, like mm-hmm. your kids and yourself, because it's like, that's when it's like, oh. <gasps> Like that, mm-hmm. like wonder that that prayer of wow, mm-hmm. um, that I have to fit because this world is so expansive. Like mm-hmm. it just swallows us all up, not to chew us up and spit us out, but to just like embrace us and mm-hmm. keep us. And so, yeah, I'm I'm getting ready. I'm on this job interview to go work for God for like our <laughs> life, which is like crazy. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I cuss and um, I am by no means perfect. And like, people say that I'm not perfect. Like y'all, like I'm, <laughs> I'm not even mediocre. Like, oh, no, I'm not gonna let you say that. I'm not gonna let you. Say like that. I am. Like by the time their curtain <laughs> pulled up, we got our shit together. But y'all, we cannot live like this. We cannot. <laughs> together by safety pins and bright lights and, and but in faith right faith in faith yeah yeah if you're not leaving any room yeah for faith then oh my gosh you know yeah where's the excitement where is the excitement right where is the where is the excitement if you're not leaving any room for that and so yeah so that's why that's that's where I am um yeah and it is it is amazing and it's hard um, because you've got to leave room mm-hmm. and, you know, I, like I said, I'm a three on the Enneagram and I'm a Capricorn and, um, 
what's I'm INTJ, you know, I, I like these plans and these rubrics and these systems and mm-hmm. I love spreadsheets and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, that's cute. That's cute. I'm glad you thought of those things. <laughs> I'm glad you put a plan together. Good job. I'll consider this. <laughs> oh, I love that. But I, but yeah, and so um, part of that though, leaving room, oh my gosh, girl, how long have we been trying to do this? Oh, yeah. And so many different iterations, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I have started leaving room, and so mm-hmm. now I get to do things You're here. like come and sit and talk with you, and I love it, and um, I, I, because it allows me to witness what, also what God's doing with you right mm-hmm. now, and we've had so many talks, and so, you know, and mm-hmm. so that leaving room, we yeah. think it's leaving room for God, but it's really leaving room for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I love that. I'm so excited that um, I'm jealous of the faith community that's going to have you <laughs> behind the scenes and preaching. Some of our really, friends, you're... we're conspiring to try to get um, our two faith communities together. I love that. And try I to see how we, we can, how we can do it. I'm, I'm on board for that. I'm here for it. Okay, so tell me, <clears throat> in this process of kind of deconstructing your faith and Mm -hmm. reconstructing something new and being open to the mystery if there's someone that is in the middle of that Mm -hmm. is there are there books that you would recommend is there a podcast that you loved that you listened to that you were encouraged by Mm -hmm. were there other pastors out there whose sermons that you liked or Tell people mm-hmm. some resources. So are... it's a it's a weird amalgamation. Um, so Richard Rohr, mm-hmm. um, Catholic mystic, mm-hmm. talks a lot about um, unlocking things within ourselves. So mm-hmm. basically, this idea that we are already okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kyle if... got an advanced copy of the Universal Christ. <sighs> hmm. He's like, um, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Oh, but yeah, we my, are... God. I'm, my mouth is open. Yeah, if anyone could like... see me, my <laughs> eyes are big like it's Christmas. My yeah. mouth is open. Um, but yeah, yeah his work that, is incredible. That incredible. idea that it is not sacrilege, it is not blasphemous, mm-hmm. it is not, um, it may be understood as an heretical act, but understanding that one, we are okay, and two, the mysteries of God are for us to know mm-hmm. that they are for us yeah. to seek after we will not be struck down if we're mm-hmm. trying to unlock the mysteries of god mm-hmm. um richard Worth was so, so he has he's written so many books with mm-hmm. let's say that the number or two books by richard war that you would recommend so the two oh my gosh and of course i had my list prepared um but uh so the two that I listened to over, so I've read them, but then listening to them over and over again was, um, so one of them was, where is it, where is it, where is it, um, Falling Upward. Okay. Um, that's the one re- that really helped me realize I'm okay. 
Like, I need to stop praying for God to fix me Mm. and for God, like, yes, I do need confession and to ask for forgiveness because I do do crappy things every Mm -hmm. day. But like, that's not the totality of my prayer life. So that, so falling upward was definitely, definitely. And then Immortal Diamond. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then um, The Girl Crew. Uh, Shana Nyquist, Jen Hatmaker, mm-hmm. um, the, like that girl crew, Glennon, Glennon, Doyle. Doyle. If you can find some, like, it, it could be just about anything. It may be a speech or it may be a full book. For me and my Enneagram three Capricornish ways, mm-hmm. present over perfect, Shana. Okay. Oh my gosh, that set me so free i read i read um jen hatmaker's uh the moxie one oh, and uh-huh. it, it resonated with me but it i was like yeah girl but it was shana's <laughs> present over perfect that okay. really like sort of helped set me free um and so yeah so the girl gang anything that's coming from there um and then i also <laughs> there's some crazy so um there's a group, there's a previous girl gang that included Gloria Steinem and um, Asada Shakur and um, uh, a lot of the women that were like at the for Angela Davis, that were like mm-hmm. at the forefront of um, like in the thick of things yes. when things were getting messy in the civil rights movement mm-hmm. um, in the early 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, those women, like going back to some of their writings, amazingly enough, um, anybody who's a little bit granola and a mama that knows uh, Ina May. Um, uh-huh. who's, so that generation of women one of the things that led me back to actually to Asada Shakur's book and some mm-hmm. of Angela Davis's work and seeing some of the work that Angela Davis and Gloria Steinem did together was mm-hmm. when I was preparing for my natural birth and I was reading anime and I was like, what was going on at this time <laughs> period? Like I was like, what yeah. was going on contextually? And I was like, oh, the world was a fucking mess. Like cities were blowing Man, that up. Is the, that's and... the sociologist in you. I love that you read a book about birth and you were like, "I'm gonna need to know context for what society." I was like, like, "Why were all these women yeah. trying to huddle in and have their babies? Hmm. Why were they not okay?" Because the commercial and the encouragement to go into the system to have your baby mm-hmm. to from the beginning to be a part of the hospitals mm-hmm. and the the Lamaze classes and all of that. Mm-hmm. I was like. That had, like, really taken hold. Mm-hmm. I was like, what was going on yeah. that made so many women want to, like, go back yeah. to something that seemed dangerous? Right. Especially given the infant mortality and mother mortality rates that we're experiencing right now, right? right. It's like, what was going on? And I was like, oh, we were blowing up whole political conventions at this time. Mm-hmm. Like, people were not mm-hmm. trying to leave their houses. Um And so- I can't, Angela Davis, I can read, like, three sentences, and I'm like, I'm going to need to sit with that. For like a month. So and the other day, back to someone it. tried to sort of shade me on Instagram because I had like three books in front of me. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, late rainy Friday reading. And they're like, you must read fast. And I was like, no, I have to read books, at, multiple books at the, th- at the same time. Because I will open a book and I'll read like four sentences and it's like reading my entire life. And I'm like, this <laughs> is good, but okay. And then go to something a little. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm oftentimes reading multiple books mm-hmm. because... My ability to digest. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes my heart is too open and too tender. Um, if I'm really, really tired, I'm going to be crying and bawling at a lot of things. And I can't read, like, 
I know why the cage bird sings again. Right. Because right. reading that happening to mm-hmm. a child, I can't do that right mm-hmm. now. Um, so it may take me a whole year to reread I Know mm-hmm. Why the Cable Dreams. Because I think when I was 16 years old and I hadn't really experienced a lot of heartache in the world, I think I devoured it in like a day. Mm-hmm. And I was in school for like most of the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it took me like two nights under the covers. Yeah. Um, and so, and then I also, being a church mouse, I've also been enamored with, um, I'm enamored with old church stuff. Um, and I take it, contextually because I understand there was so much going on but um A.W. Tozier who talks about he talks about mm-hmm. um he's from the 40s and the 50s mm-hmm. and he talks about the prophetic voice okay. um and this idea that God does still move on the earth and mm-hmm. God is trying to show us things for us to invite people right mm-hmm. like if you have a creative heart and you're in the church and God is giving you a heart to create something that no one understands like just like he did with Noah like mm-hmm. God is still giving people that and it asking us to invite people into our crazy shenanigans mm-hmm. because they help usher in the new things that need to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tozier was saying that in the fifties. Like yeah. if you are in a faith community and there's oh no my vision. So Richard, going back to Richard Rohr, I, I picked up a book of his called Simplicity and it's like a collection of mm-hmm. um, essays that uh-huh. he's written And I haven't made my way entirely through it, but one of them was on the role of women in the church. And I look at it and he had written it in like the 80s. And he's talking about, uh, he's literally talking about white privilege. He's talking Mm -hmm. about, I was just like, oh my gosh, these people are so ahead of their time. I would have thought this was written like two years Years ago. ago. Nope. Nope. And they've been writing this stuff for forever. Um, And then on the wonky side, there's a woman called Carolyn Mace. She talks a lot about energy. Um, she's a Catholic mystic as well, mm-hmm. um, but she talks. She's also she's an intu- what they call an intuitive healer. Mm-hmm. Um, so she talks a lot about the energy um, moving around in our body and like the connection of like physics and chemistry mm-hmm. and biology to our belief system and to the idea. She grew up Catholic, so okay. very much connecting it to like saints mm-hmm. um, and things like that. So Carolyn Mason and Richard Rohr definitely sort of go hand in hand. Um, yeah, and then a lot of it is social justice stuff. Mm-hmm. So much of it is social justice stuff. So like Asada Shakur stuff is social justice stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Lewis, who's currently a congressman, mm-hmm. um, his stories. Um, and so much of what I was reading, reading Michelle Obama's stuff, reading yeah. reading, reading people's life stories, mm-hmm. and you, like we often have things, oh my gosh, they went through so much crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but God was in all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, how? How, how, how? And so reading people's stories, I think, expands the realm of possibility mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and once the idea of like, oh, so that kind of craziness can happen in someone's life and they can be okay mm-hmm. is like the foothold that God needs to like mm-hmm. just dig a little bit deeper for me and like say, so, you know, that means that that thing, that, that experience you had is probably legit like mm-hmm. you didn't just make it up you're not crazy it's not something you need to be ashamed of or hide mm-hmm. um yeah so reading a lot of biographies um and so podcasts that talk about so I love um oh goodness there's an NPR podcast that is basically like the backstories to some of the world's major news stories oh oh goodness oh my gosh um and 
Um, I like, I, I love that one. And so then there's also uh, Hollywood's Mysteries. Okay. Um, and so it tells like some of uh, the contextual backstories to like some of the craziest murders or extortions or like um, just things that seemed odd in mm-hmm. Hollywood. And someone like did the research to like um, figure out like, well, the reason why this person didn't get, um, you know, this part or, you know, mm-hmm. so-and-so. It seemed like a random death in the Hollywood Hills, but it was actually this person who was connected to this person who was connected to this major, like, producer or actor. Hmm. And so it's called, that one is called, um, um, You Must Remember This. That's the Hollywood one. That's the Hollywood one. Okay. You um, Must Remember This. And You Must Remember This. And then I'm looking to see if I can find, you know, I always have to, like, remove things and then add them back because our kids always need like a million mm-hmm. apps on our phone um but yeah is this the npr one i don't think this is the npr one um because i think i removed but yeah there's um you can uh, text it to me later yeah, and we'll put I, it in the in the description instagram, yeah, in instagram, instagram thing, yeah or in the description on the episode yeah. yeah so a lot of um a lot of like old souls um, and a lot of girl gang stuff is what I'm reading. Um, so, and then, uh, podcasts are usually the, like, fill in the blank on, like, you thought you knew the story, uh-huh. but here's the backstory to, mm-hmm. to the story. So, yeah, you must remember this is, and it's, and it's a little creepy because it's, like, a lot of them are murders or, like, kidnappings mm-hmm. or things like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that one out. I had this, um... Because I just started back to school this spring, mm-hmm. and I had this moment about a month ago where I was like, you know when you just feel like your brain is too full? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is happening? I need to like check in and kind of reevaluate what I'm doing with my life. And I had this realization, like, when I had kids, I entered into this, like, I stay home with my kids. I don't talk to any adults most of the day. So podcasts were like my window to the outside world. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, you know, it was like intellectually stimulating. Well, now I'm like writing Enneagram programs, teaching Enneagram <laughs> programs, do, running my business, right? raising children, taking nine hours in graduate school. I do not need any more mental stimulation. <laughs> so I'm like, let me see what new albums are out. Oh. Let me start listening How to music again, again. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. podcasts are like it's. I miss listening to them, but I also just I don't. My brain just cannot uh, can't listen to the things I want to listen to right now. Mm-hmm. So I listen to Up First every morning, and that's about as far as I can make it. Have like fifteen minutes of news, and then I just listen to music the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. Just because we're gonna end on a light note. If you had unlimited funds Ugh. and you could do anything in the world that you wanted to do, what would you do? Uh, I would buy a set of planes and some little studio apartments all over the world so that, like, I have this dream. You know how as you get it, you get a random break as a mama and it's like th- maybe 36 hours like in that first three years or so like someone would say oh I'll take them and it's mm-hmm. like 36 hours right mm-hmm. and it doesn't always match up with your partner and mm-hmm. so you're like what do I what am I going to do with myself what am I going to do with myself and you end up 
in your house and you end up doing some project that makes you more tired and your kids yeah. come back, right? Yeah. I want to create like a thing where like if that happens to a mama, they can like go onto a website and click. She could still be nursing mm-hmm. and literally click this little package, mm-hmm. 36 hours or, oh, it's two days or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Walk out of their door, get onto a plane, go to this like little studio apartment and like, all of the like small businesses in the area like uh-huh. there's a she doesn't have to pack anything there's a pump in the room she opens the fridge and like one of the meal services okay. in the area has like been uh-huh. there if she like and then she gets in there she flips it through the thing if she wants to go to a yoga uh-huh. class like she can oh go to gosh, a yoga class incredible. and then and if she just wants to sleep she sleeps and she wakes up and then the food's in the fridge and then she gets up and she gets back on the plane and she comes back Okay. Because if we sit in our space, yeah, we're gonna we do don't. Something. It's hard. And then we don't always know the things in our city of how we can do it, or it doesn't work for that schedule because it's like a Sunday night and there's no yoga right. Closes, classes, right? And so, yeah, I, I want to be, because the times that we get sometimes are so random mm-hmm. and it doesn't line up with what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to create that. I feel like you and, um, have you talked to Courtney Cleveland about this at all. No, I hadn't talked to her about it. Because, you know, she, um, her, she loves travel, Mm -hmm. right? She has, this is a friend of ours, and she has a podcast called All the Best Days, and Mm -hmm. it's all about, like, the best day in a city if you only have one day. And, uh, just, like, having heart-to-heart conversations with her, she's like, my dream is so much bigger, like, I just want, she literally has said to me, I just want you, as a mom, to be able to hop on a plane and just go have a little mini vacation and then come back and feel like you had the best time. But to have a fleet of planes yes, or to yes, have to, access yes. to like just click and Apartments, get a yeah. set. And then on top of that, to have access to the real estate so that, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's like. That's amazing. Yeah. If anyone has money. If, if anyone has. Just like millions of dollars. They want to just like give to Branda to live out just, this dream. Yeah. Or if you're a licensed yeah. pilot, you just want to. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can, maybe you can do it as a co-op. A co-op, a co-op travel, a travel club. co-op. <laughs> Such a hippie thing. <laughs> so hippie. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming over. Thank you for thinking and of me. This conversation, and of course. Me. Yes, this is this, fun. Yes, super fun. Yay! And down the road, maybe we'll have like a a take two, a little uh, follow up with. United Methodist Church. Oh my gosh. Miranda's actually. Because they're doing crazy things. I don't even yeah. know. We might have imploded by the time we get done maybe. with this podcast. We'll I don't know. We'll see. Or maybe we did wonderful things. Maybe. I don't know. So we'll have to have a follow up episode we will. and have you back. All right. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for your patience. I told you I would have this out within 24 hours and then life uh, did what it does best and decided to show me that my plans mean nothing to the universe if you are a fan of this podcast chances are you uh, are a fan of or have heard of rachel held evans and uh, i felt like i would be remiss not to mention that she is having some serious medical issues and to let you know that her family is uh, has set up a GoFundMe. If you feel called to donate to that, if if you have been on this journey very long, I would be willing to bet that she had 
a large role, that she played a large role in your life and that uh, she might be the thing that kept you from leaving the faith entirely. Or I can just say that's who she has been for me. And uh, to imagine our world without her is has been challenging. And I also want you to know that uh, you're not alone if you don't know how to process what's going on. If you have reached a place where you don't pray transactionally anymore, but you desperately would love for a miraculous intervention, um, I feel you. I'm there with you. So uh, if you guys just want to Google Rachel Held Evans, her GoFundMe will come up and her husband Dan has set up um, on her blog an area where he is giving medical updates as they have them. And just keep her in your prayers and your thoughts. However, wherever you've come to in your faith, um, however you want to send her positivity and love, I encourage you to do so. I also am accepting uh, submissions to be interviewed on this podcast. So this year I will only have 12 episodes. I've fallen a little bit behind, but I'll pick it back up this summer. And my goal is still to have 12 episodes for the year. And then going into next year, I, uh, I have some really exciting plans in store. But I need you guys to share your stories. So if you will go to amandasteed.com, A-M-A-N-D-A-S-T-E-E-D.com and hover over the Heretics Club, you'll see a, a place to submit your stories and let me know a little bit about you and why you want to be interviewed. Or if you want to uh, suggest someone else, just go to my regular contact form and shoot me a message and let me know, hey, my friend has a really great story and Maybe give me their email address and I can reach out to them. As always, a huge, huge, huge thanks to Dave and Asher at Loud Harp. Again, please go support Dave's Kickstarter. I'm so excited for you guys to hear the album that he's been pouring himself into. And we will see you next time. Thanks so much. <laughs>